now beaming into Nerd FT Radio. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Nerd FT Radio. I'm your host, RSG, aka Deadfella number 3839, and I'm here with CryptoCrier, aka Deadfella number 4339. You might be wondering why we're mentioning Deadfella so much at the beginning, and it's because of our special guest that we have in the house, the co founder of Deadfella's, Psych. Psych, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great, man. Glad to have you on, man. Absolutely. Super Glad excited. to be here. Awesome, awesome. But again, um, we're here. You're you're here for the talk a little dead fellas, but really what we really want to know is the nerd part of everything. And we want to dig mm-hmm. down into all of the things that you grew up with and all the nerd talk. Again, we want to unite all the nerds in the NFT space, and this is the the podcast to do it. So let's go out and start with that. So um talk a little bit about like growing up like what was that first like moment you realized like oh man i'm actually a nerd oh <laughs> i don't know um <laughs> what counts as being a nerd i guess like i really loved star wars when i was like very yeah there you go bam. there it is all right we're good boom he's a nerd <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it was like nerdy oh, awesome, enough awesome. to really like uh I guess it's like there was like that dividing line between people of like which was your favorite film because uh i don't know if you had it but it was like that box set of three vhs tapes um <laughs> it had oh, um, yeah. darth vader on it just like every day I'd like pick one of the three it was mostly number one or number three i i would say those are the good ones i'm your big jar jar being fan i would assume oh no <laughs> oh no i'm talking originals no i was joking yeah <laughs> i was gonna say See for Just, for me on my end, those would be the the first ones I saw since I'm a little younger than both of you. But um, of course, people. I've I've seen I've seen all Star Wars. You could see everything. If you saw this room that I had right now, you'd see all of that. But um, definitely growing up, I would say that for me it was at least uh, Marvel. Uh, Cryer knows I'm a super super Marvel fan. So from mm-hmm. comics to video games, all that I, I've been super into that. But Cryer, on your end, I know uh, growing up it was your amazing card game that actually psych you were a big fan of growing up too because i remember you and i we talk a little bit in the dead fellas chat mm-hmm. big magic fan. yeah which one oh magic the gathering yeah i like magic oh, the gathering. Yeah. yeah i'm a big magic nerd i was also one of the strange kids that actually played the pokemon card game oh okay we already no. talked about this <laughs> wait a minute no way really so no, how do we talk about this earlier how do you play pokemon yeah, like, have you ever used the energy cards? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. no shot. Yeah. Wow, that's um, it's pretty good. Crazy. It's a pretty good, yeah. You can, like, legit play against each other. Um, it's good. Funny. We actually had a whole that's episode pretty, about that. We were crazy. talking about just, like, card games and stuff like that. And we're like, who actually ever played this game? We just collected all of them. I never even knew anybody that actually yeah. played them. So that's funny. But yeah, yeah so because uh, it just basically would throw away the energy cards. <laughs> and you're yeah. the one collecting all of them. That's hysterical. Yeah, I, the one in the, I never in threw the them away. I just have a stack of like a thousand of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, awesome, awesome. But um, psych, let's go a little bit into like exactly what you're doing now with Dead Fellas and just the storyline of it. Of course, myself and Cryer, I know personally I was there since uh the pre-mint. I found out about the project through again just Twitter and being a part of the cool cat side of things. Um I know mm-hmm. Cryer a little bit afterwards bought some, but um talk a little bit about your story of like how it all became and all the stuff that you're doing now. Um so basically like my background has been digital art for probably about fifteen um years or so now. Um I've not really had much of a uh an interest in like traditional art i guess outside of like i'm quite a big fan of tattoos so that's kind of like my traditional art um interest but in terms of digital art um like depthcore was a digital art uh collective that i got involved with probably about like 12 how long ago maybe 10 years ago and um i've just always just kind of found myself gravitating towards like vector and digital kind of produced artworks um, and then I was like a production artist for, for agencies uh, on the digital side as well. So that's just always been basically my life is uh, digital art. Um, in terms of NFTs, kind of got involved 
um, towards the end of last year, kind of early January, as I saw a few mates, uh, like a few Aussie people posting about it across Twitter, um, like a few early kind of like ETH-based platforms and things like that that people were becoming interested in. Um, and then that collective that I uh, mentioned, um, Deathcore, um, got picked up uh, and started collaborating with Nifty Gateway. So that was kind of like the catalyst for, yeah, for like becoming like basically all in on, on NFTs. So um, yeah, basically just love everything about it. And then eventually yeah. I just talked about NFTs so much that uh, that Betty was like... Um, <laughs> Make one. Yeah, she just like jumped in on it. <laughs> well, she was like um, slowly becoming more obsessed than, than I was. Um, nice. just, my like, wife is, is super super into nfts too which i love so that's fun yeah it's so helpful to like have someone that <laughs> yeah. you can actually talk to. absolutely um, and when you were when you were starting dead fellas and all and all of that so prior to dead fellas you were a collector of nfts you were diving deep into it with nifty gateway as well um mm-hmm. what was were you collecting nfts already like prior to all of this with dead fellas um, I was what I could like, f- to be honest, like financially, we weren't in the best um, state after COVID. We just like had a few gotcha. okay. sideways, sideways moments. Like um, we had like quite a few large contracts tied to the Olympics and things like that, um, wow. which obviously basically got canceled. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it was like a strange time. But at the same time, like I uh, found like a, a small amount of success with my personal work through um like foundation and a few other areas like collaborating with um other artists so i did collect like little bits and pieces through like uh through rareable and and things like that as i found my way to uh open sea very cool which i found like a lot of people kind of had that journey i think like kind of were enticed with uh kind of like the whole invite thing around foundation and then kind of like and found themselves on Rarible and then you kind of like gravitated towards OpenSea, which, you know, it just feels like a, a more open marketplace. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree there. I think it's a, they're both very cool. Mar- I just love how the, you can just search random stuff and just find really cool things just by scrolling through. It's, it's definitely a cool website for sure. Yeah. And I feel like foundation and Rarible and things like that definitely have their place. Um, I just feel like in, in terms of like an artist journey, it it's it's cool to kind of go the other way around, like kind of find find yourself through through OpenSea and not be like um spending so much on fees and, and that kind of thing. And then as you yeah. kind of build up that confidence and that uh that audience, I think that what kind of like foundation and those more centralized platforms bring to the table kind of makes more sense because then you can kind of like spotlight your work through through yeah. that platform. It's very cool. Absolutely. And um, my next question to you is, how did like how did Deadfellas become? Of course, I know the story. I've listened to Betty and yourself talk all the time. But for the for the listeners, as well as even Cryer, like what was that first like aha moment or like we're going to make this or this is the plan? Um, so we were talking about like um, 10K collections and um, like different things and just like basically artwork that we like. And we're kind of like pretty big horror fans or we were um more so horror fans before before we had the uh our kids because we just find it's quite hard to watch horror movies and you're like got you like keep checking if the kids are woken up and you're not gonna like scar them for life basically (laughs) yeah um but yeah like we were just talking about kind of like the cultural phenomenon around uh like zombies and the undead and things like that and we've always kind of like had that, those kind of like themes to the kind of like um, pop culture things we liked and like media that we liked, like movies and series and things like that. Um, so we just kind of basically jumped in, like had a few contacts through some events um, that I did through 4156 quite early um, in NFTs. Um, so I just started chatting with them about like possibilities of what we could produce together. Um, and then it just moved quite rapidly. Like we started doing the the concepts, yeah. and they came together. The first one was one of the ugliest things I've ever drawn in my life. Um, <laughs> like I was basically just felt like throwing my computer in the bin. I was like, "Wow, time to give it up." 
<laughs> yeah, it was it was the worst. Like I'll have to try and find it. It can be like the main. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, you should make like your your yeah, psych like originals or original. something, and you just show the first one. Yeah, and be like the don't stop, don't give up, don't stop trying meme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favorite ones. Uh, for for Beeple, like his like in this, I think it was his first year. He wrote the thing. He said, uh, it was a terrible drawing, a pencil drawing, and it said. Wow, I, I've done this for a full year, and I still really suck at this. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I've seen a few really cool ones where, um, just like artists that are now like working for Marvel and that like just did a good job of keeping track of their um their drawings, like their ones in high school, and it's like those terrible Spider-Man drawings, <laughs> and like one arm is like half the size of the other because yeah. they're trying to do perspective. And so um, you don't often get to see that journey. Like, you don't just like. Well, I guess some people are, but a lot of the time, but like it is the work that that gets you there. So, for sure, a lot of time. Yeah, Absolutely. it would be nice to be born naturally talented, but I feel like a lot of people <laughs> you gotta you gotta work skills. Yeah, one of my favorite parts about the Deadfellas collection is the whole rotten and undamaged and uh, all that type of stuff too. And what what kind of gave you that idea? I thought that was such a unique because um, I really don't really see that on many 10k projects. Um, so the degrade mechanic kind of came from, like me personally as a collector, I really liked to find um, things within um, generative projects that I found to be like like kind of clean aesthetic um, combinations. Yeah. Um, but also just the fact that we had the the undead theme, it, it seemed like there's like a few different kind of columns to to people that would be interested in that and it's kind of like people that love the art people that like the theme like um so we didn't want to like alienate the people that don't really like the gory side of uh yeah I guess zombies you. and the undead so we just basically had it so that people could find things that they could relate with or or like in some way so that's that was basically the birth of the the degrade so you could kind of like have the gory ones if you were vibing with that and then uh have the fresh ones if you kind of just really dig in the degrade look and you're looking like the like the fresh look so yeah that's a good idea i know that on my side for like the last like how long have we been doing this for like two months with dead fellas i've been like going through open sea i think all my i think i have 12 dead fellas all of them except like one maybe have a secret trait so i've been it's kind of like a game for me i've been looking for yeah. all of them and getting all of them so it's super cool yeah, to have cool that aspect well. of the of the secret trait with the with the rotten and damaged and and the fresh traits and the degrade of of them so it's definitely really cool that it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of like a game to it. So it, it kind of gamifies the search when you're on OpenSea to find those. And of course, to find those deals when some people don't know that they're mm -hmm. so rare and others do. So it's it's really cool to to take a part of that. Yeah, that was one thing. That was one goal that we wanted um, for people to kind of feel like uh, it was like an advantage or like, a, um, like an insider knowledge where once you kind of familiar familiarize yourself with the collection um things weren't like just completely based off kind of having the like the one pink hat or things like that like it was more so like the more that you know the collection the more you know like what certain things um the more intimate are you within are it. with it yeah the more that you can yeah, you exactly. know, use that insider knowledge to kind of find out oh this is not even even part of it at all like this is not even collected on there so that's super cool yeah Absolutely. and also the and like the kind of like the stacking of the the types like having like the five fresh or having like the five rotten and that kind of thing like uh like me personally i don't know what it is it's like something about uh maybe games or or something in me that just kind of liked that uh kind of like the the traits like having four out of five or having three out of five that, that match or five out of five that match um, yeah. it's almost like in an RPG having like the complete matching set. Yeah, like, um, yeah. You don't want all your mismatched yeah. armor all over the place. It looks terrible. Yeah, <laughs> you can have that like um, that last perk that you get from having like the full set. I completely agree, but I actually have a question for you since we're going into like the RPG stuff and 
of course we are we all grew up playing those video games and it's a question i i asked crier the other time and we were laughing about it so a few weeks back, we knew that the the ENS token dropped, and it was actually one of the first mm-hmm. airdrops I was part of. So my question to Cryer was, um, what would be that video game that you played so much that if they ca- they made a comeback to and they dropped a bunch of tokens, which game would be the game that made you filthy rich because of how many hours you put into it? Oh, um, it'd be either... across different decades i would say um it'd be elder scrolls or it would be majora's mask or it would be neverwinter nights oh i like that that's where the uh... counter or counter strike as well to be honest (laughs) yeah (laughs) counter strike source i put some pretty serious hours into my teen years neverwinter nights that was a great game i haven't played that game in, in forever but that was a really fun one yeah, it was a fantastic game, and also had probably one of the best modded, like modding yeah, kits mod that you could get your hands sure. on. Yeah, I used to love that game. That was a fun one. What, um, what, uh, what, what? If you were had to choose, are you a, like RPG guy? Are you uh, a shooter? You said Counter Strike. What do you, what do you like there? Yeah, um, lately because I've just got less less time to play with. Like I've been finding myself just doing like a couple games of Apex or. Um, things like things like that but like i was like very much like rpg um like all the way loved rpgs and uh like zelda games adventure uh, elder scrolls big time morrowind i played a ton of morrowind for sure i love that game yeah morrowind uh i didn't even care to look up how many hours i probably spent on morrowind probably less on the on the others there was something about morrowind that was uh it was a giant game right for the for the yeah. time that it came out, it was mm. it was great. It was huge. Red Sox doesn't even know what we're talking about. He's we're. I'm trolling. just. I mean, I I know a little bit. I didn't play again because you know I wasn't born. I'm kidding. I was born just, <laughs> just very small. But definitely for me on my end would be the the RuneScape. The, what else did I play oh, yeah, growing RuneScape. up? The main ones were um, Halo, Call of Duty Four. I actually when I was younger I played like mlg game battles and call of duty 4 was sponsored a few times i i was known for the the little kid with the with the baby voice that played but what would do so well um, <laughs> yeah i can remember playing I, was, I was one of those on xbox yeah i was i was one yeah. of those annoying kids but i was actually pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah what is that about like xbox there's the... something about it in like yeah. the the high levels Chat of like rooms? the halo yeah oh yeah in the halo chat there'd be that one kid destroying everyone yeah exactly but um, (laughs) psych have you had a chance of playing the the new halo that they just dropped the the new multiplayer no i haven't i haven't i actually bought a uh, actually bought a playstation 5 probably like three months ago and it's um it's still in the box Oh my god! <laughs> really? Wow. I mean, hey, the last I mean, three can, months, we know you. why. We know yeah, why. Yeah, been busy, man. Yeah, it's been wild times, but um, like I'm definitely building up to it. I bought it so that I could play um the Demon Souls remake. I've always I've been a big fan of the Soul series. Um, okay. Probably my main games would be that recently. I just like video games in general. Um, so like I know about all of them just from watching like Twitch streams and. Yeah. Um, I think over the years I like never didn't visit um like game review sites at any one point. Like I like know about games that I've never played just because I end up reading yeah. about them. Watch so the much. videos or something like that. Yeah. yeah I That's how I feel like now. I'm, I'm I don't know. I you said you had kids, I believe, right? hmm Yeah, I've yeah, got so, three. Exactly. I got two. It's it's uh it's much harder, especially with all the NFT stuff lately. Mm-hmm. I, I barely play any game. So what what how do you, what's your best way to to balance all these things how how are you balancing all this or is it going badly for you <laughs> um i would say that it leans very heavily towards nfts right now but it does have like a large portion of it that is um that is like production of art and creative yep. kind of expression through like our like our dcl land um like collaborating with our um dev team on like sure. cool on cool things you know what i mean like setting up new um, oh, yeah. buildings and like game mechanics for new things that we've got um on the go so 
Absolutely. You know, like, um, I feel like I'm finding that kind of fix that I would get through video games through some of, like, what we're basically producing. Um, Absolutely. So while I would like to have, like, like a spare 10 hours in the day to get stuck <laughs> into to everything, like the Diablo 2 remake, like... Uh, oh, I've been going ham on that, actually. Yeah. Not ham, yeah. like, compared to how I used to be, but mm-hmm. we Diablo, I played it an ungodly amount of Diablo 2. I, I, yeah, I love yeah. that game. I guess that's the but embarrassing thing about that question about the token questions because, like, there's probably, like, 50 games. <laughs> Same here. Hey, listen, you not would just embarrassing be very at all. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you'd be really rich. Exactly. Just all of them. That's funny. Yeah. Um, that whole little segment into the uh, Decentraland actually was kind of our next topic anyways. Like, we... Be, uh, we both went to the whole Aoki concert and uh, I was oh. there a couple days ahead of time and I've, I absolutely loved what you guys did with the place. Um, what, were you building that or is that like a whole team effort there or is it something that... That's I, a team. Yeah, so yeah. we've got um, Grumble and Severance and Pat and Zoo. So it's like two gotcha. kind of like um, focused on building and then the other two are like um, like Zoo and Pat, very good uh, coders um, like awesome. on the dev side. So. Yeah, and I would say that in terms of like the club and there's like a lot of exciting things on the way. Um, we got that was like a great. What well, we got any? Yeah, like um, just like a expansion to all the different buildings. Um, Very cool. So like the club was both basically like our our core focus for getting out for for Halloween. Um, yeah. I think. Some people forget just how little time we we realistically had after dropping because we kind of like went live and it was a couple weeks of us just like uh, like acquiring the land because um, it is quite hard to find like a state sized land. Um, yeah, for sure. Without basically paying millions, so <laughs> yeah, um, which is almost was impossible one, now. Was that a one uh, land purchase, or was it you buy multiple pe- parcels from other people? That was across three different owners. Owners, okay. Yeah. So just had to like find find the owners, like route through the different addresses and uh like find the different owners and see if they'll they'll sell me the different sections to combine it all together. Um it luckily worked out and we got roadside, which is like a great perk. Um Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Right. It's just the Basically, the DCL is just the just the beginning. So we're going to be exploring every avenue that they kind of uh, have there because there's Unity Engine, so the possibilities are basically endless. Um, and then we've got like wearables. And uh, did you did you drop in and grab that Pow app to get the the jacket and stuff like that? I, I we act, I actually I think we both me and Red Sox both got them on at the concert. I got the jacket. Oh, but I did drop cool. it. I also dropped in and and grabbed one there too. Yeah, so the way the yeah. POAP issuance works is like if you've got the jacket, it won't reissue. Um, okay, yeah. So Another yeah. one. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, I, I got the... Uh, I was just standing next to you in the concert, and I was like, dude, that's a sweet jacket. And you're like, hey, man, here, take a jacket. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> we only just... Because it takes a couple of days to get the uh, approval through, because um, yeah. the DCL team just makes sure there's, there's nothing sus going on, that the yeah, quality sure. is to something that, like, you know, represents their platform, so... Yeah, we're definitely going to be exploring that avenue. We've got some pretty big plans around uh, around wearables and avatars and and things like that. But uh, yeah, all of that's moving at the same time. So we'll just basically do announcements as as different things um, can go live. But our next, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like our next gigs and stuff like that within the uh, the club are going to have some pretty exciting upgrades. So I like that. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, on my end, you, psych, if you remember, I was slinging all the shots and the beers at the at the bar. You just couldn't yeah. see the alcohol, but yeah. I was there just doing. I was doing my part. So if you ever need a Decentraland bartender, you just call up my people, and my people is Crier. So just let him know, and then we can make that happen. Nice. Well, we've got NPCs, and we've got like uh, shops and and things that will be. Will be live on the horizon, so you'll be able to like go in and uh, kind of like purchase different items and purchase uh, or like grab different uh, like drinks or wearables or things like that. So, 
Super cool. So we slowly kind of like bring in some more life and some more kind of like atmosphere to to the land in general. And with that, with that being said, like, well, like you said, you're trying to bring more life to it. So, like, in the in the foreseeable future, do you imagine like just people hanging out there like twenty four seven, going in looking yeah, at stuff like you said, store and all that? I think that's super cool again at the events that leading up to aoki's uh like the big night um you actually mm-hmm. showed me around uh we were jumping up and down like left and right you were showing me the whole place so i think it's insane what's going on uh from again from all of us just playing these rpgs and these open world games to actually doing it on the blockchain and connecting all of it together with all these nfts and of course you guys after the massive halloween party and the week that you guys had you 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 and betty came out with your your second roadmap and in that roadmap Mm -hmm. you guys illustrated or you guys are saying that you're going to explore the sandbox side of things as well so if i Mm -hmm. like what's how does that look like have you guys started is that for later down the road like what do you guys think on that end so sandbox we've been just kind of like taking pretty carefully so we're just kind of keeping our eyes on on sandbox um exploring some avatar um initial designs and um things around around that so i think that we're just going to basically watch how the space uh expands um and then we'll we'll treat our land in a way that kind of like makes sense in terms of uh kind of like expanding on what our metaverse offerings are already like i don't think that we will carbon copy um what we're doing in dcl i also think that Basically, what we're trying to achieve in Decentraland is different to, than what we would try to achieve in, in Sandbox. Like, we'd probably focus on more, like, uh, like fun gameplay and, and things like that. Um, whereas, like, the kind of graphical um, potential for Decentraland means that we can have, like, quite large um, kind of, like, concerts and, uh, like, artwork-focused uh Things like that because um, the streaming side of what Pat has coded into um, that land means that we can have like film festivals running in one of the buildings while we have like a like a, an art kind of museum gallery featuring like a particular artist in like the other building and then like the main mansion we're talking with a few people that want to um, do kind of like parties around like different releases that they're doing so we can have like a like a different DJ doing like a different set with different artwork. And so the fact that we can have all these different instances of things running at the same time is going to allow us to have that, uh, that ecosystem of like active people being there all the time. Um, and also just like the approach that we're taking with things like looping and not being so um, tied to time zones um just means that people can kind of rock up and experience things when they when they feel like it yeah yeah and we're also kind of exploring the ideas around like jukeboxes and and things like that like maybe we tie like a like a full gig experience to like a jukebox that's accessible for uh for like certain areas and and that kind of thing so if you want to like show your friends something you can like take them there and like kind of order um like a past gig that you liked that's cool those are all really cool ideas you're gonna have a horror night movie movie night yeah we are we actually um did some tests the other um night with um what was it it was like an open ip it was like an original old zombie one or something yeah i don't think that we'll sit that downstairs um we'll probably make that like a more kind of intimate like spooky basement room or something um that we can do some some horror (laughs) movies in but that should be pretty funny i think um I think things like that will be great for people to um, kind of connect with each other through through different things. I'd like to facilitate some kind of gameplay too, but um, it's hard to kind of like funnel people through to the different like traditional kind of like AAA things. Like I think Counter-Strike was one thing I had my eyes on, like just because we have that ease of being able to set up our own server and also like Minecraft has that capability too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. Cool. We've got games being coded for Decentraland. Um, they're like on the on the simpler side, um, but as we kind of go down that rabbit hole, it seems that 
the complexity um, that you can achieve within the the land um, is actually quite impressive. Um, and I would say that almost anything's achievable. So That's we'll just really we'll just cool. see how we go. We're just going to keep on building and we'll just keep releasing and let people kind of experience experience each piece as we go. And we'll just kind of like take that community feedback, see if people are engaging with it in the way that we wanted them to, and we'll just kind of let that guide us. I will say that's one of my favorite things about your just project in general is <clears throat> ever since I started, because um, I had bought a couple um, pretty like fairly early on, um, and but I didn't really like spend any time in you guys' Discord. I already had a whole bunch, and I wasn't really paying attention. And then Red Sox was like, "Hey, man, just just go in there and check out. They they have like a a game where you, um, you know, you choose how you die and and all this. And the you know, if you if you do the uh, what's it called the um, it was a survival round, a survival right. round oh, right. game, survival yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh man. And then after that, I was like, oh god, these these they're just putting out a bunch of really cool stuff. You know, they're not." They're not trying to pump their floor. They're not trying to do all this crap. They're just like, we're going to build and we're going to see what happens. And I, I really appreciate that, that, that sentiment for sure. Yeah. And that's basically our approach as we go forward. Like we're just continuing to build and bridge to kind of like traditional media as well. Like we've got plans for uh, all sorts of, all sorts of things. I'm trying not to like, st <laughs> give too much <laughs> now. but basically well, well, like, uh, no avenue is safe from dead fellas. We are <laughs> spread across everything. And I, I do think that bridging um, kind of like that NFT bubble across different industries and, and finding that, that common ground so that we can kind of like create those, um, like that two-way traffic for people to kind of come from traditional avenues into NFT and the other way around and yeah, uh, sure. find those connections is like a... A big thing for us, um, NFT in general, I think, but then also for Dead Fellas, that's always been our our vision to be always like a crypto kind of NFT native brand, but at the same time, um, you know, being like a conduit for for growth and for connection with other um, kind of traditional media types. Super cool. That was actually kind of our idea with this podcast. Is like we're trying to we cover just like you know, just general nerd, like comics and games and stuff like that. But we always tie it back to how is this going to change when, when blockchain actually comes and is more mainstream so that we can get those, you know, people who are just those traditional mm -hmm. nerds more interested in the crypto aspect too, because, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun stuff for, for those people to get in here too. So I appreciate that sentiment for sure. Yeah. And I think that, um, there's just so many applications for, um, kind of like that transparency kind of like on-chain um generation of of all sorts of things so you like i tend i'm not like a coder but i tend to just kind of like um daydream about certain things but you can imagine like these uh like play to earn games as as certain things are uh, dealt with on-chain like rng or like uh even just Absolutely. like the um the decisions that ai and uh kind of like kind of creature spawns and things are being made like on a, an open on-chain way it means that these games that people um, are playing for basically like not income but say like when you're producing a uh, like a token or you're producing kind of like items within these games that are worth real money and you're doing kind of like metaverse uh, bridging of those items across mm. different of, across different things then all of those interactions become important to be transparent like absolutely like why is a boss this difficult? Like, why did, why did it do a block instead of a, uh, like a strike and that kind of thing? Um, like all those tiny little interactions become important. So I think that as those can be kind of provably random or provably like following a, a certain alg algorithm on chain, um, it'll just be, I don't know, fantastic for the whole space. Um, it's like anything. It's like when you sit down and you play like a like a like a pokey machine or anything that's like say like to do with gambling. Like imagine if the odds were just like ticking over in, in front of you and you could see like why certain things are happening. I do Absolutely. like I mean you already see that with some with the with some blockchain betting applications already. Like you can this is provably, you know, these are the these are the rates of uh randomization mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so 
and you're going to see all the contract on Ethereum and stuff like that. And uh, I, I, that's such a huge, you know, a huge, uh, it's a really big benefit to the whole space in general, especially with, with gambling and stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think that as that kind of winds its way through into uh, like traditional corporate areas and traditional kind of like media and, and everything like that, like you can imagine, say, like the draw for like the like a, a burger chain doing like a competition for like uh, to win a car. They're actually running that through like an on chain um, RNG for the ticket number instead of just being like, it's number 13. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it just means that you can like publicly make that list transparent, um, and everyone can see like what number they are, like what ticket you've got, and then you run that. Run it. Well, it's like I don't know if you have it over there, but they had like the uh, Monopoly game for McDonald's, and that was like scammed for a really long time. I don't know if anyone anyone ever saw that. Oh, I didn't know it was scammed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made a whole documentary. Yeah, it was. I watched it. It was actually a really cool documentary where the uh, one guy who was in charge of like ferrying the the winning um, little chips or whatever the little mm-hmm. you know tabs would, would just give like sell them to people for like a hundred thousand dollars a piece, and then they'd win like millions wow. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was a big a big ordeal, yeah. and it was a really because it was basically cool it was like everything but the winning pieces were like open pools right and then they would just yeah. like scatter the one the piece one that would like the yeah. yeah yeah so he was just, he had like a just like he just had i don't know like 10 in an envelope and he would just get them every year or whatever and just kind of divvy them out to people who would pay for them <laughs> that's wild <laughs> yeah exactly and there you go <laughs> yeah it's, that proves it right there yeah. like why why you can use a random number generator on ethereum and and this goes away <laughs> Yeah, well, we use Chainlink for like a lot of what we do. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Because you can just make a you can make a call for basically anything as long as you've just kind of like pre-shared, um, like a an array of of numbers with their kind of like assigned winner, um, and then you do that call afterwards. Then mm-hmm. it's all good, provably fair. That's that's such a cool feature for sure. I definitely think. All like based on all the things that you're doing and the Deadfellow teams is doing, like you said, like you're already, it's pretty much you're dealing with the video game. You're building something so massive that you're getting that like that feeling like you're already playing the game. So again, you're mm-hmm. you're doing like what me and Cryer would love to do and build all these amazing things and be a part of it. But we're actually just. Mm-hmm. The, we're just a customer we're just the person that's going to do all of it but you're behind the scenes being able to build out all these amazing things again i definitely like you said uh before with decentraland it's endless the amount of things that you're able to do and we're just at the beginning i know everyone always says it that we're so early but we tr- we truly mm-hmm. are and not only can decentraland become like adapt and become better and better but so can uh, the sandbox, um, crypto voxels, a, a new exactly. company that comes out of nowhere. Maybe even Zuckerberg does something cool with Meta. Probably not, but we'll see. Or something, <laughs> something different. Of course, like it could be truly that Ready Player One style, and having the opportunity uh, for yourself and Betty and the whole team to be a part of the beginning stage. You are those pioneers of building what it could look like in the future and implementing uh, amazing things that other NFT projects will do as well. And other, and other companies that come into the space will do. And it was because of you guys. So I definitely think you're getting that fix of like, playing video not not being able to play as much video games you're just doing the real life video games which is super cool yeah it is basically a dream come true like i've always wanted to become involved um with game development and i i feel like a lot of people um within that space uh that kind of grew up with video games or grew up with card games and and that kind of thing like there's always like a part of you that wants to be kind of like a, a builder um in that way oh, like yeah. you always yeah for sure you know like when you're playing card games and you're kind of like making up custom rules or you're playing like yeah, D exactly. and you're making and you kind of like uh what's it called like your game homebrew 
coming up with your homebrew rules to kind of like make things more fun for your particular group and, and things like that. Like, uh, it's like being able to. Well, just going back all to the Neverwinter Nights and all the mods, like we're, you're creating all these like crazy modifications to these games so that you can you can enjoy yeah, them exactly. however you like. And I just love that feature. And I, and I, you know, truly believe that we'll have something similar to how Ready Player One, where all these kind of integrate. Um, I don't know. Do you were you um, did you follow like the whole loot project at all, or or know anything about that? Or yeah, I think that the loot thing was kind of going on um, around the time. It was like just before we launched and I think it was like very active just after we launched. So like we really had our heads down with like so many, so many things that it was like a uh, a bit of a, a blur at that time. So um, yeah, like a, a few things I've like kind of circled back to and uh, I think there's cool, there's like cool ideas like circling around. I do think that... Um, Kind of like backwards, make something like backwards compatible across like a, like an RPG or something where it's like when you look at Diablo 3, right? Like the game yeah. that launched compared to the game that it was um, like basically after what hundreds, if not like probably a thousand patches. Um, oh yeah. I mean, it's so much better now than it was. Yeah. It was so bad. Game when a big it came game. Out. It was a terrible game. And then like truly like, a pretty brilliant game now so oh yeah it's um, fantastic to like have all these preset things like um i would find it very hard personally to uh to build around that but uh i think that all of that kind of things like very innovative thinking um in terms of having kind of like core pillars that uh the different things are, are built around like a unifying um like array of items or a unifying array of like stats like stat engines like say if everyone just like suddenly decided that like 5e like if 5e is the standard for character creation across all of nft then yeah you know mm -hmm. that would be pretty brilliant because it just for means sure. that we would be able to achieve those that kind of like network of metaverse um it's like when we're talking to central land or sandbox and all the different things like um i do think that it would be pretty brilliant to have some kind of bridging um, where like characters can can travel from one to the other. I guess like there's always engine limitations and and things like that. But I guess as technology further removes those borders, like we'll find ourselves in a like a more open place where things really can like kind of co-create across different platforms. Yeah. Super cool, man. I really appreciate you uh, jumping on here. If we had any. Uh... Any other questions or anything like that you want to cover? No. Tell um, me about your favorite I'll... games. How about that? Try. <laughs> you want to go? Let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah. Go. I was. Go. I mean, I'm. I already said that. I'm a mass. D two was was my game for sure. I played the. Bejesus oh yeah, out of that, that was our main land. Game. That was our main land game with Counter Strike. I think. Um, and it was always my one friend that would be like that one that runs off would always end up with the best item and you'd just be, be like, I would be the sweep up crew. Yeah. Um, Picking up these chip gems yeah. or some shit. He's getting yeah. like the, the, the storm exactly. shield or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Like goddamn mm -hmm. guy. That's funny. But yeah. yeah, I'm a, I'm more of an RPG guy. I do. I used to, you mentioned apex. I, I like apex a lot. Um, we actually just downloaded a game called uh, Splitgate today, which is super fun. It mixes like portal with like halo. I don't know if you've seen oh, that cool. one, but it's, yeah, I think really, the last time I bought really cool. was, um, um, Darkest Dungeon, which I've had a bit of a double with, um, which is quite brutal. It's hard, hard game. The yeah, um, very hard. What else? I'm I'm definitely more of an RPG guy. My, I would say uh, my first like foray into like the whole. We were we always talk about how the NFT like we were been training forever on these old type of games, oh, yeah. selling items and like yeah. flipping items and stuff like that. I played a bunch of like EverQuest back in the day. Um. And uh, that was literally like I, I'd be, you know, standing there saying like, "Oh, here's my Rubicite breastplate for 2K platinum," and buying. Yeah, and like setting so, up. You're like yeah. full on like setting up your little mini store and like trying yeah. to make your item. Oh, yeah. Your item that you're selling for the same amount that's exactly the same, same better yeah. than. Yeah, than you had that. Else's. You had that yeah. macro that got you know the uh, 
welcome to my storefront and you know all that type of stuff or uh, i think that, yeah it was yeah it was fun but it was like that in neopets too there was like just so many games that had those like micro um like that mechanic where you had to like level up to the point oh, where yeah. you could make your own little store and sell your wood or sell your um sell your fish and stuff yeah well i remember doing like the, the deep yeah go ahead didn't Neopets come out with an NFT or something like that? I thought I heard something there. I think they announced that they're building on on Soul. I on, think on uh, Soul, right? That's gonna be insane. But I, I don't know. I feel like if it was on Ethereum, it'd probably it'd probably be a little better because more people would be involved. And I still feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. are are like hesitant in going over to another chain, even though the gas prices and all that. But um, I definitely think like a imagine if like a pokemon just came out and said like hey guys here's some nfts i think it would probably break ethereum to be honest mm-hmm. with you yeah i definitely i think that, that um neopets neopets if yeah, i think neopets if they do it right um if they do it right then basically it could be built on anything that's like a like a solid structure i think that they could probably just well. kind of like continue to build and and do well um because it could kind of like inform the use of the of the uh token yeah. itself so um because near sure, like absolutely. neopets as a as a brand like i don't know how i guess like like i'm in australia so i don't know how western neopets is but um like i assume it's like a pretty global um brand that would have like quite a, a oh, large yeah. uh Quite a pull for sure yeah, yeah absolutely yeah absolutely on my end growing up it was uh, like i said earlier it was the runescape uh same thing with you guys i was going to the falador varrock um bank or the general exchange and just selling mm-hmm. a big a big sale and a big bank sale i would say and uh, yeah. getting my fishing level and woodcutting level selling all that i used to um hire someone to go kill chickens for me to <laughs> then he would give me the i would pay premium for the feathers but then the guy didn't know that i would sell the feathers someone else for an even higher premium so super funny stuff on that end and again uh like require said we have been training our whole lives into what's happening now not only this but in the stock market in the crypto market um from from my side like madden ultimate team or fifa ultimate team or even like club penguin for example you mm-hmm. got all these resources, you played all these games, you traded, you sold, um, even with uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards or Pokemon cards or Magic the Gathering, like all these games, you were going to school and trading with your friends and trying to find yeah, bargains absolutely. and steals. So it, mm-hmm. our parents were like, hey, you should go outside instead. And I'm like, well, listen, now, look at look at us now. Who would have thought? But yeah, it's definitely an incredible thing that's going on there. But uh yeah, for me, it was definitely the RuneScape. Uh, like I told you guys before, the, the Call of Duty 4, I ran that game to its bone. Um, and right now, actually, on Friday, a few days ago, I actually got the new Pokemon, well, the the remaster of of Pokemon Pearl. So I've been diving into that. I just got my, my favorite Pokemon is Gengar, and I just traded, like, made a trade, and I got him. So I'm so excited. But um, Oh, nice. Yeah, I feel those new ones, you can only get them in if you trade them in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like for there's a few Pokemon that you have to trade and then they um the they evolve. So again, Gengar's one or uh Hontor or whatever his name is, the second of evolution of Ghastly. Um yeah. mm-hmm. so I got Gengar on that side. I'm so so excited, but um I'm right in the middle of that game. I definitely think like now with Pokemon, they've made it way too easy. So like or, or I was really stupid when I was younger, so it was really hard mm. for me to play the games. But now I'm like, oh, look at that. I have an extra wrinkle in my brain. So I, this is actually not that hard. But <laughs> but I definitely um, I definitely think it's a little too easy. And hopefully, like, next year they have that open-world Pokemon game. So Pokemon's going to be thriving. So I'm excited about that. But, uh, yeah, we say that RuneScape and that, and that Madden and Call of Duty were those games for, on my end. Awesome, man. Well, uh... awesome. If we got anything else, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. It was uh, great having you on, man. It's great to great to jump on here and have a chat with you. Um, honestly, I could probably talk about video games forever. So. I think we can do this for a while. Yeah, I think we so, are. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be a three-hour special on this one. Actually, yeah, you almost like just need like different columns, series. like of 
yeah different consoles different platforms like uh probably just have a, a good chat about everything yeah absolutely it's like past but, lives uh, right yeah I've, we've been doing this our whole lives absolutely yeah it's like, like um yeah anyway sorry i'm like segueing into like a whole new chat so like let's you, do it <laughs> just, get, just get rid of me just get rid of me no no but uh psych again we're it's a pleasure to have you we've been excited the second we we were talking with you and betty and we're like oh let's make this happen again myself being in that in the dead fellas chat seeing that you're just like me and played video games growing up and yeah it's he's like a little school girl a, he's like dude i got psych yeah, on here. i got like, hey i got psych i'm pumped i you know me i'm always in there i love my dead fellas i, I guess since the the pre-mint i definitely by the way i i want to shout out you guys the the way that you guys launched and the, like the no marketing strategy and you want people that truly like the art and truly like the team it was an amazing strategy i think that makes it completely organic and super stuff that you guys are doing the future as well is so super bright for you guys i know that me and crier um in a few weeks we're gonna be at the the event that you guys are throwing with um in miami for our mm -hmm. basil so we actually rsvp yep, we're, we're ready to go it's gonna be super super fun uh unfortunately you i know that you and betty won't be there but hopefully in the near future yeah. uh you guys are able to fly it fly somewhere or we're going to australia if that's the case but some something yeah. super cool that you guys are do but again it's like thank you so much for being uh yes today um and yeah we're good to go like i said thank you no worries at all it's been a pleasure um i'll come back anytime we can talk about absolutely, <laughs> any absolutely. Game we should ever. we should make <laughs> next time let's just say xbox or playstation <laughs> yeah. or this game and yeah. just run it for 30 45 minutes but well again, we didn't um, even get started on tabletop right so yeah <laughs> oh that you guys could oh man that could be a while but um again oh, thank yeah. you much um and everyone listening thank you so much for tuning into nerd ft radio remember to like subscribe and share with all your friends have a good rest of your day guys how good thanks guys Bye. peace